praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You know, I'm looking at Kenichuku and uh, uh, his brother. They look alike. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> they, they, really look, they, they really look really, really alike. <laughs> Blood does not tell lies. <laughs> that's, that's Junior Kenichuku right there. Well, uh, before I preach, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And I want to remind us that you should, uh, if you're in this church, if you're a leader, you should thank God for your ministry. God is doing something with you. Don't look down on that. Lives have been changed. People have been transformed. Even the decoration, look at that. Can we appreciate them? Beautiful. Amen. The Holy Communion people, there's nothing you do that God is to do that is minor. It's plugged into a major divine plan. You may not see everything, but he sees everything. And if he plugs it there because you're important there, the life center, Sunday school. You know, in the life center, my granddaughter was sharing it this morning. <clears throat> he said to us, he said, when I go to school, people to see Christ in me. He said, I live my life so that my faith will be seen. I said, when they come to me and ask me, tell them that God loves them. I introduce them to the love of God. So tell you all those things we are writing at the last center. See what a small girl is saying. Nobody prompted her. Nobody. She was just sharing what the Spirit of God is doing in her life. And the same thing in your homes. You know, so if you if you take time and observe, you will know that that assignment that God is using you to do is really, really bearing fruit. You may not see it all, but be strong and of good courage. Can I hear amen? Yes. They called me from Congo. <clears throat> I didn't call them. I've never been there. <laughs> I don't know them. I don't know them for Adam. Call me. This man that called, was talking to me, they said he wants to talk to me. He's one of the big managers trained in America, trained in Britain, and his family is said to be one of the richest in that country. Now he said, Pastor, I want to talk to you. He said, you've never been to Congo, you don't even speak French. He said, but what God is doing through you people is amazing. He said, the day you gave us permission to start this church, he said, I bless God for that day. He said, you need to come and see what the Spirit of God is using you don't speak French. He's using all these messages and things are doing. Say, even myself. He's, he talked and talked. I can't stop him. See, this is one of the reasons, even today, that we give thanks to God. That you and you sitting here, you come every Sunday, you pray your ministries. It's not wasted. God is using all of that to do something somewhere else. Can I hear amen? Yes. And then you know the enemy will try to discourage you and mock you and say, well, nothing is happening. No, something is happening. Why? The hand of the Lord is doing all of that. Praise the Lord. So even at the church, we have a lot of things to thank God for. Even thank God you have not backslidden. That's a good reason to thank God. Because some people who started with you, their faith is gone. 
To God be the glory, greatest He has done. So love the Shall we rise now? Come on. He gave us His Son, who yielded that His life as family, church family to give, bring our thanks to for all you've been doing in our ministries in our ministries where you have planted us to serve you Father today we bring thanks to to say thank you for everything that you do that you keep us going Sometimes it's tough, but you have kept us going. We are so grateful. As a church, we say thank you. Blessed name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Shall we be seated? You know, your, your women's conference, one of the people that came who was so blessed that she wrote a check of $500 for 2024 Women's Conference. When you can do that, it means you really got something. $500 is not $50. Wrote the check, signed it. It says, the Lord told me to put this money for 2024 Women's Conference. That will tell you the extent that somebody, God blessed. God is working, people. So, Father, we just want to thank you as we want to share your word about today, it's so good to hear from you. The most important thing is what you have to say. That's what we care about. And so when it comes to hearing your word, Lord, we are so blessed. And we trust you to teach us, speak to us in this hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Now my time starts. You know, um, today being Thanksgiving, we want to look at somebody whose life was full of praise and thanksgiving. And to see how and why God described him the way God described him. And to see the place this man who is in the heart of God. That even up to today, God is still talking about this man. And that man is David. That man is David. So in, we're going to talk about David, a man after God's word, 
When God says, this man is after my heart, God will never tell a lie. That's what it is. Now, if you read in the book of Revelation, you find that when Jesus was talking to the churches, he still spoke about David. He still spoke about this man, David. So we need to look at the life of David as a man of praise. In Psalm 34, 1 to 3. Psalm 34, 1 to 3. 34, 1 to 3. Meg, can I have uh, those tissues something? Psalm 34, 1 to 3. Yeah. I get so emotional sometimes when we talk about God, because God is awesome. So in Psalm 34, 1 to 3, it says, I bless the Lord at how many times? All times, people. All times. His praise shall how? Continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. Then the humble, not the proud, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name how? Together. You know, if there's anybody who will not praise God, it's David. His life didn't run smoothly. But his praise is because he recognized who God is. He, the, the, the praise that this man brought to God is not a, a thermometer type of thing. When the temperature is up, your praise is up. When the temperature is low, your praise is what? Has got cooled. No, it's the thermostat. Why? Because he knew God. He knew God. David had a revelation of God. Tremendous revelation that man had. Because of the type of heart he had. David's life was full of sorrow, full of pain. He was sick. You read it in the you see he was he suffered sickness. He had a seriously dysfunctional family. How about your son pushing you out and taking over from you and sleeping with your wife in public? That man had seriously rebellious family. And he had a weakness that led to his killing, killing the general that, in fact, they said, I think the tenth or so, that devoted his life to protecting David. David killed that man just to sleep with the wife. Talk of poverty. He didn't have food. He had to go to church to eat the fruit he was supposed to eat. He was that poor. He was so hungry. I see Sunday men, nobody wanted. We are all fugitives. Is this him? Can you hear me? Yeah, so he went to church. And the days of Abiata, remember Abiata the high priest? And then Abiata saw how hungry this man was, that he was dying. He doesn't eat food. So he gave him the shoe bread that was just That's how poor David was. You remember Nigel or whatever, Abigail's husband? 
He went to beg for food. The man didn't give me, he said, I'm killing you. I'll kill you because I'm hungry. He said, if you didn't give me this food, I'll not only kill you, butcher your animals. David had serious issues in his life. And he was a victim of injustice of the highest order. I mean, how could you treat a man that God used to save you and your kingdom and your people, and you, you are running after him to kill him? And this is a man he calls my father, my father. Think of it. What wrong did he do? He wasn't the one singing. It was the women in their women's fellowship. Not men's fellowship. Singing. And now the guy was being pursued by this man with an army that was well trained and well armed. You want to know about Saul? You will hear David when Saul died. He said the weapons of warfare are what? Perished. He said this is the end of it. This man, nobody is greater than him. When you actually it is true. You read about Saul. Saul was a warrior because he was anointed of God. But when that anointing lifted, he became regular. David didn't have too much to praise God for in his life. After God anointed him to be king, his life went south. Things got worse. You know, we should learn from that because sometimes when God gives us promise, we think because God had promised me, everything must start working okay. It's not true. Most of the time, it doesn't look like it for a while. I've healed you. The symptoms now. Has anybody experienced that? The symptoms now come from left, right, and uh, because the devil is fighting you, to den- trying to force you to deny what God gave you, to, to steal it from you. It's a normal method of Satan. Anointed to be king, but he was living as a fugitive in the wilderness, in caves. So why would David be a man that would praise God continually? Continually. Look at what he said in Psalm 73, verse 22. He said, I was so foolish. He acknowledged his foolishness. He said, I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seen like a senseless animal to you, God, watching me. Oh, very humble man. Verse 23. Yet I still belong to you, O. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious what? Destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail. He was sick. And my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine for how long? He, that man, knew, he knew God. Oh, man. If you want to know if you know God, check the state of your heart. When things are bad. Because those who know their God, they shall be what? And they're always doing it. Because it's not your life and the experience that defines who God is. No. You must separate the experience from. I told my son, Gasugo, I said, come. Your degree, your college, your professors, your PhDs, they are not the Holy Spirit. I said, separate all of that from the Holy Spirit. I said, the Holy Spirit is God. I said, he does things his own way. I said, people should 
understand that God is not, it's not your PhD, it's not your, whatever you have, how wonderful it is, it's not God yet. It's not God. And can't be God, because God is a spirit. Let's separate it. If you're able to separate it, you can focus on God, and God will reveal himself what? To you. He does things that you can't even understand. You can't fathom it out. His ways are not. I read about one man, I forgot his name, that God, 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 God. God stopped him from going to school. He was in school. He didn't understand anything they were teaching. All he was doing was praying. He prayed so much, the father called him, said, you are wasting your life. Go back to school and get something so you get a job. <laughs> they might say, I'm trying, I'm not getting anything. All he was doing was praying. One woman called her. I see you pray a lot. I have a room in my house. You can come and say, I'm coming there. Listen to how God works. That man continued that prayer until a major epidemic broke out. Nobody knew that God set him apart to pray against that thing until it happened. He was the one that God used to break the power and begin to help people out in the whole nation, in the entire nation. David knew God. You saw it in his attitude when things were bad. Oh, this is not working, right? So nobody has... Yeah. <laughs> Did you buy this on sale? Amazon. So what do I do? Disconnect it. Do I disconnect it? It's not useful. It will all be a product, you can't take it. <laughs> so, were you recording me before? Okay, fine. Were you hearing me before? You can hear better now? Okay, fine. This showed a couple of things. His faith was strong in God. Because he knew who God was. His faith was, strong. His faith was not defined. By, no, his faith was defined by who God is. In Psalm 42... Verse 10, as with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me. Have you been, have you been, have you been mocked by Satan? He's, he's a terrible spirit. If he mocks you like this, you won't take yourself up in. I'm not kidding. He wake, once you are waking up, he's waking up with you. He reminds you of this and <laughs> this. And he say you believe God. Am I the only one? Huh? He'll mock you, mock you, mock you. Say you believe that's not working, my friend. He mocked Jesus, mocked him until they were tired. They mocked him, put fake crown on him, remove his cloth, beat him to pieces. And on the cross, they, he was still mocking him. If you, be, you, you trust God, let him save you now. And he mocked Jesus. If he has not mocked you, maybe because you are not where you should be. So David said. <laughs> My enemies reproach me. Why they say to me all day, where is your God? Why? Then he said, why are you cast down, O my soul? Is it because of what he's saying? And why are you disquieted within me? My friend, hope in God. For I shall yet what? Praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. This is the language of somebody who knows 
God. He said, my soul, why are you listening to all these things? I have a God who is my help in my countenance. He is still my God. That's why his praise will continually. If you don't have this understanding, his praise is not going to be there. It's not because you said it on Twitter. What's today's day? 27th of November. Because if they mock you, you lose it. Job said, even if he kills me, I will yet what? Praise him. He said, why? Because I know my redeemer liveth. I know him. You're not telling me anything. I know him. And then because David loved God so much. Man, you know, let me tell you something naturally. If you love somebody, that person is your hero. You scarcely find fault. Anything he does is what? Awesome. It's your hero. But if you hate somebody, resent somebody, even if he does good, there is what? Fault. When you love God, he becomes your hero. You can't find fault with God. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart that word hardness, your love would be. And God, that's why God says, shall love the Lord their God with what? Because I need to be your hero. Because we can make human beings our hero. He's so anointed, he becomes your hero. He did this, a human being. To worship human beings is cheap and easy. And many do that. This man loved God. And let me tell you something about love. If, if I love Muhammad, and I do, I do, don't I? If I give him this thing, the value of this thing is enhanced. Am I telling lies? Come on, Papa. If I give him a gift, that gift is special. Why? Because of who gave it to The things you appreciate magnifies by how much you love the person who gave it to you. So because David loved God, everything God did was special to him. You know, go to whom I saw, he asked us one question. Life center is good. People should be attending life center. He asked us one question in the life center. He said, said all these things we sing in church that we love Jesus. He said, Does, did the Holy Spirit witness to you that you really love him? Or are you just talking? He said, do you have the witness of the Spirit of God in you? Because he will witness and confirm this thing we are saying. Say because the love of God is not us we talk it to. Because there are actions that correspond with your faith. And love is shown by action. Faith is shown by action. This is one of them. Psalm 73, 22. It says, who have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than what? I want us to read it together. I want to go. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you what? More than anything on earth. God says, You shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart. He said, If you love anything more than me, you can't be my disciple. David said, You are all I have in heaven and earth. I don't have anything else. Paul said, Jesus, you are my all and all. He loved God. Seriously loved God. 
You know, sometimes I, I ask myself some questions. I ask God, I say, Lord, do I really love you? Am I doing this thing because I'm a pastor? If I'm not a pastor, will I still be doing these things? Because I don't want to deceive myself. Motive is key to God. Motive is not sin. That's why we can hide it. But God sees it. And God is looking at the motive mostly. He said, I look at the heart, not the outside. Why am I, doing, why am I preaching? Why do it? Is it out of love for God or is it out of obligation and responsibility? Psalm 42, 1. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for who? Uh, for who? For you. Pants my soul for you, O God. You are everything I have. My soul seeks for you. My heart is after you. And God said, I see that. This man's heart, this is a man whose heart and soul is what? After me. Because I see that he's seeking me. He's seeking after me. I see that. My soul pants for you, O oh God. Who does it pant for God? What do you do at the life center when they say we're going to study his word? Is he panting for you? Yeah. Need some, something better to do. <laughs> yeah. Action speaks louder than. I didn't hear you. Yep. If you love somebody, you are going to be living to please the person. Come on, I'm telling you the truth. If you, women, if you are dressing, you are dressing for your lover. That's how you know the person that the woman loves. Because she's dressing for him. If you watch closely, you can find the person. It's not, it's not difficult. Because when he wants to see the person, he showers, changes, puts earring, puts colon, puts this, puts this, and shows up. But if it's not that person, he can wear anything. Men do the same thing. Am I lying here? We dress for the wine. Ah, if you're going to marry, when she's coming, don't you go and uh, change. And you wear this, you wear that. Why? Because you are chasing her. If you love God, you do his will. You don't have to be, play. nobody will beg you. No, no, no. You will naturally do it. Jesus said, if you love me, then you do what I say. If you are not doing what he says, it's simple. You don't love him. So this is why David's love was praise and worship was consistent. His heart was after God. God was everything to him. He says, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. My soul is thirsty for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? When they talk of church, it's number one. He's ready. <laughs> Anything God is ready. He said, I'd rather be a good man in your house than not be there. He said, I was glad when they say what? You are not talking to me. <laughs> I was glad when they say what? Put your own response alongside this. See how it matches up. 
My son was talking about your own moral judgment. Put it side by side. I was glad when they said, let's go to Sunday school. I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Why? My soul is thirsting after him. After him. And that's why he can say, his prayer shall continually what? Be in my mouth. It's not going away. And a humble heart. Very humble heart. You know, the proud is consumed by himself or herself. And greed, like lust, cannot be satisfied. You can't satisfy greed because greed doesn't stop. Pride, the same thing. Pride blinds a man to his own faults, blinds a man to reason. If a proud man is, is somebody, is acting like somebody who has lost his mind. So a proud man is hard and difficult to please. And David had reasons to praise the Lord. Remember, remember when he was before Goliath? What did he do? What did he tell them? So I remember what God did. That's why, that's why you should train yourself to love God. So that you remember what he's been doing in your life. Because those are the landmarks of your lives. So when the enemy attacks you, you go back and remember. You remind yourself of the faithfulness of who? Of God. So you're armed with something tangible. Psalm 47, 7. This is written by the children of Korah. They were musicians. They say, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with what? And we sing it. I have a reason to. Now you are keeping quiet because I have a. If I come to you, God, if I come to you now and say, God, I thank you so much for everything. You know what you ask me? Pastor, for <laughs> if I can't remember, what would you say? You would think something is a, yeah. If I come to God and I say, God, hey, thank you. Hey, God, you are so awesome. Thank you. He will be wondering. He will tell brother, no, I want to see you after service. Did you see what pastor was a, <laughs> I can't remember anything. He said, you sure? Yeah. Ooh. If I come to him and say, Bro God, because of this and this and this, I am grateful. Then he understands why I came there. I had a story of a brother who was praising God, and God says, Why are you doing that? He didn't have any reason. Because we do that because it's time to do that. It's called tradition. Jesus said, Tradition quenches the power of God. It quenches because it's not from the heart, it's not of faith, it's a waste of time. It's only from the lips. Tradition of men. What we do because we do it at the same. Thanksgiving because it's Thanksgiving. Let's do it. It's not from the heart. Just like all this recited prayer. Prayers read from a prayer book. It's not from the heart. So in Psalm 103, David told us, Bless the Lord what? I want us to read it because I gave it to you. Let's go. One, two, go. I, I 
I want to hear your voice. Remember, that people are, let, let them hear you. Let them hear us. I want us to really teach them a lesson how it is done. One, two, three, let's go. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, do what? Bless his holy name. Let's go for that. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his. Stop there. Why did David say forget? Because we do forget. Oh, people, what we remember most is what people did to us. But what they did for us, we don't remember them. I got this one from Chuka's wife, Adai Dokure, because she was vetting the, the um, blog that I write. She vets it. So she brought up this language. I said, Ada, we are preaching together today. <laughs> she said, yeah, that's what she wrote there. She said, people, people um, remember what is done to them. And we don't remember what is done for. I never heard it like that. I read it from her. I said, yeah, that's true. If you read the blog yesterday, you will see some of the things. I write it, but she vets it for me, puts it in. I didn't know she knows English so much. And I know why Chuka married her. Because Chuka is from Umuch. People remember what people do to them. But they don't remember what people do for, and they don't remember what they do to people. So he said, don't forget what God has been doing for you. You can't forget. Let me, do you know that if you can, if you know what God has saved you from, ah, if you know what God delivered you from, even when you were young, you thought you were full of life, and you were doing things that would destroy your life. And you didn't know God was saving you from destroying you. You didn't know people. I, I, I left to Kaduna one time after my graduation. I said, I'm going to get a job in Kaduna. Because I worked in Kaduna. I, I joined a bus. Nobody knew. On the way, our bus killed somebody. And the driver parked the bus and ran. I didn't know. So the crowd was coming. So I forgot my jacket, where my money was. So I was going to go and pick the... So all that northern crowd, they were coming for me. Because they were looking for a passenger or driver. I didn't know. They were coming for me. And when they got to me, I just asked one question. I said, where are the passengers? I didn't know how to speak out. I said, where are the passengers? They said, passenger, passenger, passenger. They were asking each other. I passed through them. Continued to go. Left them. That's when I realized that they came to kill me. I passed them. Went to one dark corner. From there, I crossed the road. I started running. And I ran, met a couple carrying their baby and running. I didn't know that if a vehicle kills somebody, everybody must run because they kill you if they see you and burn that person. To see how serious it was, we ran until we met an army vehicle. And we stopped this army vehicle. And we told them what happened. They said, ah, so if they see you, they will kill you and kill us. They put us into their van, covered us with tarpaulin. If they ever see you people, both you and us are gone. And that's where I passed through. How can I, for instance, not remember what God has done for me? Have you, don't, you, don't, don't you remember things you were doing that were giving you HIV, but God kept you? You didn't have HIV because God kept you. You were walking in the shadow of, shadow of death, thinking it was enjoyment. 
but God kept him. Is it not some things you did that others did and died? Got infection there? There are people that would have been in your, there are people who would have married, you would have been miserable all your life. But God intervened. You will cry, you want to marry. If I don't marry a maker, I will die here. God said, no, you won't die. Come on, friend. <laughs> Am I telling a lie? It took years for you to realize, oh my God, if I marry the maker, he? And now you look at the way Ponku you had that time. <laughs> you thought it was nothing. Now he's something. Now you see, oh my, I better, yeah, I better. We may not have a lot of money, but it is better with him. But God saw you were foolish. You didn't know nothing. The devil had bamboozled you with things that are worthless, that have no value, because you didn't know anything. In his mate, he said, I won't let this happen. You were crying then, but now you are laughing. You know, like my wife married me now, so... <laughs> So happy. Look at how he's looking at this handsome man. Man. If I go there now, I won't even finish proposing. He will follow me home. <laughs> what I'm trying to point out to us is that there are a lot of things God has been doing in your life. You didn't even know, even up to today. There are times you want to get into your car. Something happened, you're not going anywhere. You're angry with yourself, but you didn't know he stopped you from what would have happened. I had a relation marrying my cousin. He was going to join plane, Portacos. Somebody stopped him. They were quarreling. He missed his flight. He was so mad with this man. When he got to the airport, it wasn't long. He had that that plane crashed on the way to Lagos. So instead of quarreling with the man, he went back to embrace the man. Brethren, God is so faithful. You can't unfathom his faithfulness. I don't even know why we should not worship him with all our heart. Do you have anybody better than God? Do you, have, do you have, do you have, do you understand what you are doing to yourself? Praise the Lord. Psalm 103, verse 2, verse 3. Let's read it together. I want to go. Who what? Forgives all your iniquities. Who heals what? All your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? And who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed from it? Do you have any human being who can do this for you? When you grieve the spirit of God by the way we live, the way we talk, and as if to say we don't care, as if we have something better, is that wisdom? You know, backslide the manifest in thinking I don't need God. That's a foolish thing. The Bible said the foolish thing in their heart, there's no God. Second Peter 1 9. But those who fail to develop in this way are short sighted and blind. They become spiritually blind. And they have forgotten they have been cleansed from their old sins. They forgot all Jesus did for them. And they think they are so anointed and they are so whatever. They forget that it is. Look, I woke up, the Lord was teaching me something. He said, Say when you walk by the law, you are depending on yourself. He said, when you walk in grace, you are depending on me. Because every work I do for you is work of grace. He said, I heal you, it's grace. If I save you, it's grace. 
If I keep you, it's grace. Everything I do is work of grace. You don't merit it. It's my love. He said, but when you cut me off, then you depend on yourself, your wisdom, your friends. The arm of the flesh will certainly fail you. Fail So, but those who fail to develop in this way, they are no more developing spiritually. They are not interested in anything, church. You're pushing them. Pushing them. He said they are short-sighted and they are blind. Forgetting that they have been cleansed from their sins. It's wrong focus. God warned us about it in Deuteronomy 8, 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgment, his status, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and food, you came to America, you have a job, dollar is flowing, things are fine now. So, how about church? Oh, how good next week. You know how things are. You know, this America. <laughs> when you have eaten and you are full and have, have built beautiful houses, you own houses, now you pay their mortgage. You own cars, but you are buying more houses. Nobody will stop you. Keep doing that now. But one day, one day you will know you need God. One day you will know you what? You need God. I'm a pastor. I've seen it happen. And that day you won't have the faith enough to stand against what comes your way. I've seen it happen. And you dwell in your houses, and when your hearts and your flock multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is now multiplied. So you don't need God now. <laughs> what does God do for me? You know, our Lord Jesus Christ is our example. So he wanted, remember, before he went to Gethsemane, he knew what he was going to face. He realized that his best, closest, Disciples would deny him, all of them. Can, have you been denied by people you trust? These were the people he brought up, so invested his life in them. They were going to deny him in a few hours' time. And he was going to go to the Mount of Olive and pray that deep prayer where blood will be dripping from deep agony. Deep agony. He knew what he was going to carry, the weight of the sin of the entire world. His father was going to leave him. Deep agony. You know what he did? Call his disciples. It's time to praise the Lord. <laughs> time to what? Praise the Lord. In Matthew 26, 30, and says, And when they had sung a hymn, ah, are you singing a hymn? Knowing what is coming? Yeah. When they had what? Sung a hymn. They went out into Mount of Olives. That's where he prayed that agonizing prayer. But it was preceded with praising God. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, not tomorrow. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be 
scattered. So it is the will of God for, to maintain our praise. But what I'm trying to say is that if you don't know God, you're not going to maintain it. You're going to be moved by circumstances, you know, just like that. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then uh, Mark 5, 18, Jesus was getting into the boat, and the man who had been demon-possessed begged to, get, to go with him. But Jesus said, no, no, don't go with me. Go home to your family. Tell them everything the Lord has what? Done for you. And how merciful he has been. Do we share the gospel? Sharing the gospel is telling people how merciful God has been to you. How merciful God has been to you. Or you think you are not saved? You know, I was reading after um, one of these women that God used. She was a doctor, very highly qualified medical professional in America. And then she went into drugs and then the thing finished her. She, she, the thing finished her. She couldn't practice again. She was about to die. They did everything to save her life. No way. Until she went back to the old Bible the grandmother had and started reading it. That's from where God healed, saved her life. And then she began, she said, now nah, I found a better way to get people healed. So she started the healing ministry. Does anybody know the woman I'm talking about? Huh? Huh? You have accent. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah, that's right. She started a powerful healing ministry. People were being healed. God was using her to heal people. He said, no, I found a better way without giving shots and things. A better way to get people healed. Yeah. And then she's, then God taught her something. There was this woman they were praying for, and the Lord said to her, her praise basket is empty. If she wants to be healed, she has to praise me. She had to have the habit of never praising me. Tell her to stop begging and start what? Praising. He said, when she praises me and it comes up, her healing will come. Jesus, before she went, knew this, this spiritual thing. He said, I'm going to raise my praise level so that God will rise in glory. I don't know if you are here, but this is what David told us to do. David said to us, he said, David said to us, he said, a man after God's heart, remember? A man after what? Look at Revelation 3, 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? This thing says, he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of who? David. He who opens and no one shuts and shuts no one opens. Thousands of years after his death, Jesus is still talking about the key of who? David. I hold the key of David. 300 years after he died, God was still talking of my servant, David. God, Jesus was more associated with David than Abraham. They called him the son of who? David. And this man's life was full of praise, love for God, faith in God, because he knew God. And he's inviting us today to come and join him and praise God, because he says, oh, magnify the Lord what? With me. Let us praise his name together.